I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good afternoon. Welcome into Tech Talk. You've got us on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson. Ben Porman behind the glass taking care of us. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, and if we need to be your Monday therapy session, uh, we'll do that. Or if you just want to scream at us, get out the aggression, we'll certainly take it. We're live from the first United Bank studio. You can reach us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. Uh, Take us anywhere with a mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. Uh, congrats to you, all you Texans fans that are out there. You yeah. had a good weekend. They were fat and happy, man. Oh man, what a what a performance by them uh, to the Dallas Cowboys fans. Ouch. Uh, if you're just a Red Raider fan, though, great weekend for men's basketball. What a pretty good weekend for the track team too. Yeah, I preceded basketball with about an hour at the track meet, and uh, a lot of fast people running around over there. A lot of fast people. Fast people, yeah. That's good. You don't really want slow no, people on you your don't. team. Not on the track team. You, you don't. Know what I mean? uh-uh. no. And then we got to watch a dunk contest, which is pretty dang cool. Man, so uh, I guessed without knowing who was going to be in the dunk contest, Koi Aiken. He was on the court somewhere down there. <laughs> he was not participating. Uh, and Who's your daddy, Clint? Who's, we, your, who's your daddy, Clint? Who texted you right before the... You, Before the dunk contest and told Burns. you who was about to show out. You picked Burns and show out he did. Uh, I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm glad that how can uh, he hit the curveball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, this game this other game he plays is kind of tricky like that. I'm I'm glad they gave him because the one that he brought the house down there Ooh, on the end. Yeah. He tried it, what, on his second yeah. dunk or his third I think and, he, and he almost had it. Yeah, the next to last one he missed with it. And then I thought Marcus Ramon Edwards had him. And and maybe straight up, Ramon Edwards probably a little more explosive than Will. Mm-hmm. But Will finished Will finished his best dunk, I think. And, and Ramon Edwards just missed it because Ramon Edwards trying to jump over two dudes. Yeah. The, both of those – I mean, it was an impressive showing of all those dudes. But those – you know, because two of those guys were tight ends, Clint. I, know. I mean, right. like, you know, flying around, doing stuff. To like new tight ends too, like guys that got here a week ago. Like, hey, we're gonna have a dunk contest. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was uh, something else. So, so yeah, track meet, hoops, dunk contest. We got a call at the end of the basketball game, and we scurried out of there. There wasn't any traveling on that. What are you talking about, people? Yeah, but I mean, that's a that's a back and forth. Oh deal. yeah, you're gonna get some calls. You're gonna miss some calls. Oh yeah, that sure. this is what bothers I, me. Yeah. And, and it's and it's whether if, if it benefits a team I'm rooting for or if it's a you know a, a team I'm rooting against <laughs> or the team that beats you, the last play always gets magnified. Oh yeah, it's right. Sure. Sure. Doesn't matter if it's minuscule or major, that always gets 
magnified. Um, and I know you're just making a joke. Yeah. I, uh, but that bothers me to no end because there's going to be missed calls on both sides, and typically it equals out um, or evens out. And I don't think anybody was going, well, it was, you know, cer- certainly not over here, but I, I don't think anyone that was just a general fan watching that game and was a neutral party went, boy, that, that team got the uh, the benefit of the calls. Now, the defense was great, um, especially when you needed it to be. There was that 20-0 run, but your offense wasn't helping out. Um, we'll get into this, but Gus, we asked the question last week, hey, can you win those games when you can't hit a shot? Uh, and the first example that we got in Big 12 play was, yes, you found a way. Uh, you were tough. You showed grit. Um, it just felt like you know you never backed down, which was important. Um, and you got some key offensive rebounds, um, got some key stops late. And then Joe Toussaint, what an addition he's been. Warren Washington, what an addition he's been um, as well. And, boy, it, it, that felt of, – of all the wins – yeah, I mean it's probably not going to top Texas, but the way you want it, that was that was a a great way to uh, I guess be your midpoint on a Saturday there in the afternoon. Yeah, no doubt that was uh, yeah. Th- there's plenty to talk about on that game to dissect, but you're you're exactly right. I mean, just the the because the very the very frontmost thing I think that we would all say about this team so far is that when they shoot well the things sort of flows you might say that about everybody but this team you know can really shoot it and I would have told you that if they were going to shoot it poorly it was going to be on the road somewhere no it was the other night at home 36 percent from the floor 25 for 25 20 percent from three-point land but they were really good from the free throw line and they needed every one of those 15 for 18 and uh you know you think about that Clint, the only the only dude that had a free throw miss was Warren Washington. He was one for four from the line, and it was one of his misses that set up perhaps the biggest possession of the game, or at least of the the comeback, because it, it set up a four point play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, with the they Darian Williams. Yeah, that, it looked they that way. Went right as they drew it up. If you were trying to, yeah, if you were trying to draw <laughs> it up, if, uh, you're exactly right. But uh, yeah, just finding it. You talk about finding a way to win, man. That that's good stuff there. Now, I notice uh, two things in front of you, right by the binder of knowledge. Yep. Yeah, uh, sure. The, the archive, if yep. you will. Yep, yep. Uh, Box. Both of them fittingly silver and blue. One, a, <laughs> yeah, uh, think about a little plastic cup. That's perfect that the Durango bottle is silver <laughs> and blue, right? And then a plastic bottle of uh, tequila. Now, you had a promise. Yeah. Going into the weekend, would you like to remind everybody? Yeah, I said, uh, I told Eric, because listening to all the angsty Cowboy fans, it's like listening to Longhorn fans just whining about, you know, finding reasons for, oh, if only McCarthy's going to get fired, you know, all the Cowboy angst. And I told all you people to pipe down because there was nothing to worry about. And uh, now understand this, nobody in Lubbock, Texas enjoys a Cowboy loss more than me. And so this was sort of some cognitive kind of just dissonance here. I thought, well, you know what? If the Cowboys get smoked, I'll enjoy that so much that I'll have to enjoy drinking this here plastic 
jug of the worst tequila you can find at the liquor store. So that's what I'm about to do is take a shot of this and to after, repay my debt to society. Afterwards, we're going to go clean some counters like in the break Absolutely. Room that, you have you know. 100%. 100%. If, we, if you've got any stuff like if the bird crapped on your windshield or something, you can dump mm-hmm. some of this on there and it'll clean it right off. Now, Raider's dad, who's yeah. chimed in here on the chat line, had suggested over the weekend. Listen, uh, I'm going to crack to, the to, seal. Listen. Yeah, do it. There it is right there. If that doesn't sound cheap, I don't know what does. Oh, yeah, perfect. Um, Go ahead. The room just set on fire. The, uh, two and a half ounces of pew, 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 pew. pixie cup yeah. line here. Raiders' dad had suggested, hey, Gus should do a uh, a shot for every Packers touchdown. <laughs> that, uh, no, no we don't want to kill that. Gus God on Almighty. here. Yeah. So cheers. Here we go. Cheers to the Cowboys getting thrashed. Wow. May they get thrashed and go 0-17 next year. Lachaim. Oh, man. Goes down smooth. <laughs> smooth like money, glass dude. and rocks, huh, Gus? All right. So bad. De- the best part is the aftertaste, though. God dang. Uh, all right, Gus. <laughs> just uh, monitor whenever you, whenever God we leave dang. for the break and come back. If that thing's like half full, Gus is going to be in party mode. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you're not. A, ever needed a designated driver after Tech Talk? We find out today with Dr. <laughs> Mike Gustafson. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for joining us and making us a part of your Monday. Hopefully it has not been Monday-ish. It's got Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Foreman. We're live from the first United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. If you call that number, Ben Porman will tell you the next food item you should put Vegemite on. He's a big fan of it. It's one of his favorites. I think uh, his go-to is just the classic saltine. Oh! Whoa! <laughs> hey, yo! There you go. Or you can hit us up on the H4 Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions. Uh, take us anywhere with the mobile apps. Brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News now. And on YouTube, we will uh, get into some Texas Tech basketball talk. We'll also get into some Arizona slash Washington uh, football talk. A decision was made on that front. We'll also tell you what's going on to round out the hour. Taking you all the way up to 6 o'clock. Lady Raider basketball with Krista Gerlich uh, will follow us right after we are finished. So let's jump back into this for just a little bit, Gus. So... Lions obviously have a historic night, something that Detroit has been waiting on years and years and years. Now, no one needs to say, right, it's not going to shock you when I say probably not just a a huge following of Detroit Lions fans in the Dallas area, (laughs) and especially the day that Dallas had, maybe, maybe there just wasn't a huge outcry. But everyone's ready to start hockey season, right? Yeah, like, hey, look at the stars, man. They're really good. Yeah, like, how are the Mavericks doing? Uh, that was, if you're just a, a fan of the NFL, I still think that that was something special to see, or at least it's something that you don't see every single day because how much that meant to Detroit, um, how long they have waited, the fact that you put in, you have uh, a quarterback who the team he's facing and knocking out was a team that sent him away. Because they didn't believe. Now, it was still the right decision for them because they mm-hmm. got a Super Bowl with Matt mm-hmm. Stafford, right? And then on the other side, Matt Stafford, uh, who was an all-time, and I still think that they view him as such and should, but an all-time Detroit Lion. 
Um, still put up terrific numbers there. Still had good seasons, just didn't have the teams around him uh, to get over the hump just from a playoff, not even a Super Bowl or NFC Championship perspective, just a playoff perspective. So you get into this magical moment, and in a, uh, a Dallas area, this is what it sounded like. Jared Goff's confidence when he came out in that moment. No, we're not running it twice and punting it. I'm putting it in my quarterback's hands. He's ready for that moment, and he got it done. All the Lions have to do is take care of the ball here, and they will win a playoff. Hello there, folks. We have dangerous cold out there and a little bit of light snow as well. In fact, this is a live oh, goodness! where there's a little bit of a... It's like getting rickrolled by the news. Oh, and it's at the best moment, too. You don't get to see any of it. What a rug pulled out from under you moment. Goodness gracious. Yeah, at that point, they were they were going to... What they what you miss are the last two, uh, two you know, victory snaps, victory formation snaps, but still... Yeah, if, if you're a Lions fan in Dallas Fort Worth last night, you got nothing. You got none of the the the, the sideline hugs or any of that stuff. Because at that point, the Rams are out of timeouts. The Lions had got that one last first down. Like, hey, it's over. You know, there's a minute and forty seconds left, so they take the knee three times, <laughs> and the Cowboys. Well, excuse me, the DFW media jumps to the weather alert, and uh, we're not gonna, we're not even gonna let you watch this football happiness. I love that. Like, well, this game's over. Yeah. Who wants to see the magical ending and magical call of something that the Lions and I mean, really, the NFL has maybe not been waiting for, but hasn't seen. Like, uh, you don't get to experience that moment at all. So, uh, goodbye and good night. Let's tell you the weather. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, from Sooner in Lubbock, C.J. Stroud is a beast. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. He's a real deal, man. Think about it. Think about the – think about – and it's too soon to declare Bryce the Carolina Panther uh, bust, but, uh, you know, it's it's definitely not clicking for him the way it is for Stroud. And Stroud was the clear number two, right? When he, two or three. Yeah, two. two, yeah. Uh-huh. He was the clear number two in that. I mean, in everybody's book. And – uh here we are. And and you have a, a ton of pre- – you always do, right, whenever you're making a coaching change, your GM, if you're an owner, uh, to get that next coach right. Um, but the Panthers, you double that because, you know, you gave away some of your picks. Oh, yeah. The Bears are sitting there with your number one overall pick. You've put <sighs> all of your eggs in the Bryce Young basket. And, I mean, year one was atrocious – it's not all on him by any means um, because some of that is roster that's around you, tutelage, coaching, um, and then just, you know, the, the fact that anybody can be a bust, whether they're uh, the number one overall pick mm-hmm. or their pick, you know, 47, um, but at the most important position on the field and what you've done to get him, like now that you've had, what, two coaches in a year, it'll be three coaches now. They are under an immense amount of pressure to yep. nail that and yep. get that right. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, so costly to have traded up to do all that, and and uh, you know the the picks that they're missing out on, and I mean it's just uh, you know just so so costly because it feels like the whole thing needs either a talent elevation. Sometimes you'll see those teams that have drafted high for a while start to emerge just simply because they've had so many high picks. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, you know we're, we're about to find out if that's if that's a colossal miss or not. But right now it's it's a uh, Stroud that's coming out of that uh, rookie draft class. Him and Puka. Yeah. Golly, how about See, that? Man, you talk about a guy that anybody could have had that receiver yeah. for the Rams. You know, and I'm, I'm mercy. Sure, I'm sure this doesn't help, but you know, you talk about going down the draft list, and you have across the way as you're sitting there and watching the Cowboys, them going all of the past three years, all of the picks that the Packers that have hit on and all of these young guys that are not just on the roster but producing for the Packers there um, and really finding themselves. And then you have you know a situation like the Lions, and they're going some of the drafts um, that they or picks that they have made since Campbell's been there, and they're not as young as the Packers. Um, but, I mean, it shows you – the it's not the same turnaround as you have with clearly with college um, where you talk about the transfer portal turnaround because it takes a couple of years still. Um, but you go into those guys that you picked three years ago who are developed and uh, who are producing for you and making a big impact. And then they're, they're just closing in on their peak. And then the guys two years who are just a step behind from that and producing, and then the rookies that you've hit who maybe weren't, you know, like a like Puka, right. who were just excellent all year, um, but making a difference in how you can stack that up in a relatively short amount of time. Um, it's 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 hard to replicate that, but it, it is tough to do that. Oh my gosh, yeah, and it's so valuable. And you say that you could cut that across whatever sport when you're drafting well. You can spin off the high price free agents every, you know, as 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 the replacements come in because they're always cheaper. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you can get and if you can get production out of the middle of a draft in the NFL, you know, or like it's like getting a production out of a second round NBA pick. I mean, it's just it's a franchise changer. I feel like we have brought up rookie contract more in the five years, past five years, maybe even boil it down to the past three years than we ever have because it's become more and more important as you pay like quarterbacks more big, and more money. Big, it's a big part of managing the salary cap. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Foreman behind the glass taking care of us. Take you all the way up to 6 o'clock at that time. It is Lady Raider basketball with Krista Gerlich. They'll go to 7. Following that, it is Eagles at Buccaneers. Final game of Super Wild Card Weekend. 6 o'clock over on 100.7. The score It's the high school fan zone with Garrett Luff. He'll be joined by Coronado, Estacado, Lubbock High, and Monterey. They'll go from 6 to 7.30. Buck 17 left in the second quarter over in Buffalo. The Bills up 21-7 with the ball. Uh, so if it plays out, I guess the rest of the game as it looks right now, your uh, your lineup would be Ravens hosting the Texans and then Chiefs going to Buffalo. And as a, a, a rematch that has been played over the past few years, but this time it would be at Buffalo and you finally see uh, Mahomes in a road playoff game. Yeah, that's going to happen. 
Uh, you can hit us up on the Eighth Flooring Center chat line, thoughts, comments, questions. This on the chat line. Chargers have an awesome defensive roster. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I think defensive genius is a great horse name. All right. Okay. We'll mark it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen the coaching tree trickle, Gus. Yeah. Um, question was, after the Washington move, okay, then who would coach the Huskies? And we've thrown around a little bit, and I think between all of our shows, we've got the question here and there, hey, will this affect uh, a Big 12 program? And the answer was a little unsure. Didn't think it would. In the end, it affects one coming in next year. Is Arizona's Jed Fish gets the Washington job. Uh, the report today is he's taking essentially the the bulk of the staff with him outside of a safeties coach and a defensive line coach. Who I believe are Arizona guys. Yeah. Chuck uh, Cecil and... Uh, um, I can't remember. Chuck the other Cecil one. and uh, Ricky Hunley. Yeah, I think they both played at Arizona. They're mm-hmm. like legacy guys. But man, the way that this shook down was wild because there was another Big Twelve program. Of course, Lance Leipold has been on a lot of coaching lists, and you understand why. And I'm sure uh, if Harbaugh, uh, you know, leaves Michigan and goes to the NFL, the Jayhawks will probably have to do this again. But there was a short two-hour freakout period mm-hmm. with Lance Leipold. He tweets out something, you know, to the effect of, hey, can't wait to get started uh, in the spring, puts that to bed. Uh, and then there was a little bit of panic with the Iowa State crowd and Matt Campbell. Um, but it's Jed Fish. And, boy, it turned. If you followed this on Twitter or message boards or anything of the sort, it turned ugly real quick uh, from the signing there in Tucson to reportedly a three-minute meeting with the team. Mm. Three minutes. Um, going back to a week ago on Jim Rome where he did the big question of, hey, you've had people come after you and you've said no. Does this mean you want to be in Arizona? So, yeah, I want to stay here. Uh, he talked about them returning 18 of 22 starters. You've seen a little bit of an effect already in the transfer portal. But this is an Arizona team that we were looking at coming in going, boy, they they could legitimately compete and possibly win the Big 12 next year. Right, and that's a team that Texas Tech goes to Tucson next year, I mm-hmm. believe. Isn't that what we had determined? Um, yeah, and, and so, um, let me see. TTV. Yeah, we go to Arizona next year. Excuse me. Um, yeah, and so... Yeah, that that one was hitting home, with how good they played and how 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 they flew around and looked so, uh, you know, they were so together in that bowl win and the Alamo Bowl uh, mm-hmm. went over the Sooners, and uh, you know, he he had really been impactful with who he had acquired in the portal on the offensive side of the ball two years ago, defensive side last year, completely changed that operation in two years and now he's gone and uh um you know that that one that one was the one that finally felt like it the ripple got close to home because of someone on our schedule and it it's a team that i i wonder whenever we in i don't know six months or so when we start doing the uh you know big 12 preview and we're doing our our picks for the season and 
uh, where teams will line up. And, and I'm, I'm curious on the media side, too, after they get their roster set and after they get their new guy in place, how much they'll dip. Because for me, and we've already had this conversation a little bit, that was a top four, top five team next year in the Big 12. Uh, I mean, coming in ranked, uh, the, the freshman quarterback um, had really established himself, and you're going, that could be one of the top quarterbacks next year, which we know is right. incredibly important. Um, and then we talk about the experience and the returning starters there. And it did feel like to me, it felt like, yeah, Jed Fish has probably turned down some offers. You knew there'd be interest in him with how quickly um, he's turned it around there for Arizona, who was dreadful, dreadful when he took it over. Right. Um, and instead, now you're going, okay, well, are they going to drop and be some middle of the pack Big 12 team? Or will they just completely face plant and immediately reverse to what they just were. Um, I'm I'm very curious what they go with this hire and in the end, too, because now they have that same... I'm going to keep talking about this window. It happened with Alabama, happened with Washington, just happened with Arizona. Now you have that 30-day window, and what leaves from the what else leaves from the transfer portal over there? Because um, there's been a few names that are starters or were starters them that either have followed him or just put their name out there. Um I mean, if you're an Arizona football fan, you go from elation to oh, yeah. one devastation. One to devastation, but the the true like villain, like the 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 complete change of Jed Fish to Arizona Wildcat hero to, I mean, evil villain, worst person that's ever lived. I'll give you a Texas Tech example, and folks my age will remember this, but. Um... You know, David McWilliams came here following Jerry Moore, coached one year, and, and Tech hadn't been to a bowl game in, in nine years, mm-hmm. or I guess eight years when he took over. His first year, seven and four, Independence Bowl. And I talked about this last in December. You were probably on the other side of the glass, but because I was talking about how special that 1986 Independence Bowl, this year we're kind of like, oh, okay, well, report you know mm-hmm. not that you ever want to be turning your nose up but at that point in time not having been to a bowl in a long time and snuck up on you know beat texas here snuck up on tc or excuse me uh arkansas in fayetteville or in arkansas they kind of went back and forth games between fayetteville and uh, little rock but winning that road game and and going seven and four and and then he leaves after the regular season four Texas, which is where he came from. And so we've been there. Yeah. The older among us have been there. This wasn't even a Chris Beard deal four or five years in. This was one year in, the dude's taken from us. And and there was the the press conference in Lubbock in which he's teary. He's walking out of the meeting with his team crying. Two hours later, he's doing the hook'em horns, and, and the same players that were crying with him two hours yeah. later wanted to kill him. Yeah, and he's <laughs> a jet fish by no means, is not the first to say, like, hey, don't worry, Arizona faithful, I'm here to stay. I've preached commitment. I've preached staying. I am, too. I want to be a Wildcat forever. This is going to be my last job. And then bounce within a week. He's not the first to do that. He's just the latest. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Tech 
Talk on Double T 97.3, double T 97.3.com. Thanks for joining us. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Foreman behind the glass. We'll start with what we have on deck tonight. After we're done at 6 o'clock, it's Lady Raider basketball with Krista Gerlich. Uh, coach and company will talk about a loss at Oklahoma. <coughs> Excuse me, a loss against Oklahoma over the weekend. They'll also break down a matchup with Iowa State. That'll be on Wednesday. Uh, you're going to hear that live from Rudy's tonight, 6 o'clock. And then at 7, after they're wrapped up, more playoff football. One more for Wild Card Weekend. Philadelphia is at Tampa Bay. Uh, I think we all, I guess Kyler was here when we did this, but I think we all picked uh, a Tampa Bay sweep, yes? Not a lot of faith in the Eagles. Yeah, is that what we picked? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'll have to wait for the email, Gus. Uh, yeah, no doubt. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't have much faith in the Eagles, and I did. Boy, a month ago, I thought they were really good, but man, they they hit a little bit of a skid, and it it feels like they're wheels off and ready for twenty twenty four. And it looks like you know dinged up in key areas, big pieces to that Eagles roster as well. Um, I don't think Tampa Bay is a world beater by any means. Um, but I mean, they're better than the Cardinals. They're better than the Giants Mm -hmm. and the Eagles looked horrible in games that really mattered. They're down the stretch to those teams. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, it hasn't been great for teams on the road in the playoffs, unless you're the Packers outside of that hasn't been a whole lot of success. Uh, Buffalo's up 21 to seven at home. So it looks like that trend will continue barring, Uh, An offensive explosion from the Pittsburgh Steelers, which has not been said once this year, by the way, about (laughs) Mike Tomlin's squad. AP Top 25 came out, and if you were either looking for Texas to get bounced or, more importantly, Texas Tech to hop in there, you see that switch. Texas Tech comes in right at 25. They're also Top 25, right at 25 in the coaches' poll, but you are one of eight Big 12 teams in the top 25 this week. Uh, pretty tough league and well-deserved after you beat Kansas State 60-59, to advancing to 3-0 and in Big 12 play. Uh, and you needed every single second of that game to do Oof. it, including the seven that didn't actually run off the clock. <laughs> yep, and a, and a traveling that wasn't called. We'll take it. Uh, you know... You know, Gus, you were talking about the anger of the old Wildcats Wildcat with that and, and them sharing that video. They never string together what should have been some missed fouls in there oh, and things no, like no, that. No, they never just, do yeah, that. It's just, interesting no, how sure. that happens. I understand it. Again, sure. it's the anger We've all in, the, been there. in the last – Oh, yeah. In the, We'd in be the last, outraged if it was our if it didn't go our way. So Sure. In the we last, got a call, take it to the bank. Yeah. Speaking of that Cowboys loss, they fall 48-32 to to the Packers uh, yesterday – Dak Prescott, a couple key interceptions, including a the the pick six. That's when I was I, I just was sitting there going, "How is this happening? Like what, what what did they even prepare for this game?" It was like a complete meltdown, and it was at that moment where I was going, there, "There's no shot. The Packers just won this game," and it was a lot, uh, or it wasn't even as close as forty-eight to thirty-two, but. Cowboys allow the most points in a playoff game in franchise history. 
there in a blundering loss there to the Packers. Houston Texans, it went a lot better for them. They beat the Browns 45-14, to had back-to-back pick sixes in the second half. That really blew that game wide open. But C.J. Stroud, another great game and his first great playoff game. Three mm-hmm. touchdowns, efficient through the air. Also had a Devin Singletary score on the ground, 66 yards on 13 carries. Uh, but the Texans moving on, and as it looks like right now, they will see the one seed, the Ravens, there in Baltimore. And those are your headlines today. Texas Tech net ranking this morning at 37. This for yep, those who are go. following that sort of stuff. What the next four games represent is uh, four quad one opportunities. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Uh, your week this week or opponents this week is Houston on Wednesday. And the, and the Cougars, one and two, back-to-back close road losses. They fall to TCU. They're uh, about six seconds left. Emmanuel Miller hits uh, a layup there for the Frogs in, in Houston. You're on, on one side, you can go, boy, are they going to find themselves? And really, is it going to be LJ Cryer that finds himself? Because... That's a guy that's played in the Big 12, and he was like 2 of 14. He struggled against Iowa State as well. Um, are you are On one side, you're going, okay, is he going to find himself and are the Cougars going to find their footing against you? But on the other side, they're going, that's a Texas Tech squad where they're 3-0. and They just found a way to win on a night that they couldn't really shoot the ball from the end. Like the things that they've done so well, that Texas Tech squad did none of it and still beat a Kansas State team that was coming in also 2-0 and in Big 12 play. So uh, you're a part of an interesting matchup there. And then BYU on Saturday. Yeah, and, and BYU ranked, they were still, yeah, BYU currently ranked number five in the net ranking. And so that you can you know, just file that away in terms of what I'm talking about. And a quad one win, just so for people's edification there, it's the net ranking, but it's it's a win at home over teams ranked one through thirty. It's a win over on a neutral site, teams one through fifty, and away teams one through seventy five. And so it's assigning more value to a road win. You can beat a weaker team on the road and it counts more than beating a weaker team at home. Um, and that's what we've got here. Uh, the the K-State win, I think, at this point is a uh, – and I don't know how this goes into the formula. If the formula – if the Texas game stays a quad two win because that's where it was – excuse me, a quad one win, or if they slide down, does that ultimately become a that, quad two? That stays. Okay, yeah, so it's what stays. they were when you mm-hmm. played them. All right. Mm-hmm. Because, the, like, the RPI formula – and the RPI formula is flawed. Right. It'll change. Like, we would all – you know, we would all spend the time go, okay, we need to root for that team. You know, we talked about on the show last year and play Gonzaga in baseball. And, you know, then you're like, hey, they need to go get some wins because they'll help us later on. The net ranking takes it from where they are at that point. So if the wheels fall off for Texas and uh, that loss in Morgantown sure didn't look good the other day. But, uh, you know, that represents a quad one win for us at the time. And uh, here we go. But anyway, these next four games, as it stands today, for the Red Raiders, all quad one opportunities. So this is uh, this is where a resume is built. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into some of the Big 12 scores 
uh, on the other side. But we all know this, um, and you've started off, I mean, as as good as you could have asked for. If you would have said, you know, hey, and, and, and let me ask you this. Would you take one and one this week? Yeah, I probably would. Without I, playing the games? I probably would. Because um, I think I think you guys may have talked about that earlier, didn't you? Somebody did, I thought. Um, maybe it hacks. Um, and I think hacks declined that. Um, but I, I'd take it right now. I'd take that. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, part of me wants to think, hey, we can take care of BYU. And so I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to, you know, I don't want to pass that up but yeah because i the other thing i was doing and again this is fan stuff here this is what we we get to sit around and do would you take two and two over these next four yeah absolutely i would really want to get that home game because these next four games three of the four on the road really want to get that home game against byu this coming saturday and then uh you know get one on the road i would i would take two and two in there yeah i definitely would and yeah i i now that I think about it, yeah, I would take one and one uh, as well this week because especially on the two and two side, no matter how you cross it, you've got some of those quad one wins and high net ranking wins. Um, you'll take two of them. Um, and I'm not saying you can't go four and zero in that stretch, but it's about to ramp up in competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you could say you're in the thick of it all year in the Big Twelve. Just ask Texas, like you mentioned, who went to Morgantown and lost. Golly, uh, that feels like a bad loss, doesn't it? Yes, Ooh. yes, it does. Um, but the other side of it is you will never be short of uh, good quad one opportunities, Gus. Well, not in this league. league no, <laughs> it, this league's amazing right now, and it's it's uh, living up to its billing. Goodness gracious! Yeah, in this this top sixteen keep, keep, strength of schedule from BPI, yeah. all fourteen are in that sixteen. Right. Keep keep uh, keep finding wins in there, boys. Because it sure feels like you get 500 or a game north of 500 and you can get in the dance. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3. We'll look at the Big 12 as it uh, happened over the weekend. Back with more Tech Talk next here on Double T 97.3. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Here on Tech Talk, you've got us on Double T 97.3 Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman behind the glass taking care of us. Uh, Lady Raider basketball with Krista Gerlich coming up after us at 6 o'clock. Uh, Gus, Big 12 slate. We'll run through it real quick. Yes, sir. And then just serve it over to you. Uh, Houston, we'll start there. They fell at TCU 68-67. Oklahoma, they lost at Kansas uh, 78-66. Baylor beat Cincinnati 62-59. BYU picked up their first Big 12 win 63-58 beating UCF, who was looking to uh, get another ranked home win there. West Virginia took down Texas 76-73. to uh, There was your real, real big upset of the day. Uh, Iowa State was responsible for the lone blowout, beating Oklahoma State 66-42. to And, of course, you had a pretty nice little 60-59 to win here over the Cats. What stood out to you this weekend? Um. 
TCU's for real, and I think we knew that. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any surprise. The one thing to to note about the entire slate: home team six and one. With the one, you know that that that's there's the thing to note there with the with the one slip up being uh, UCF. Mm-hmm. So UCF beats the number one team in the country, and then or whatever they were, and then uh, yeah pulls their pants down the next week, and so. Uh, you know, and BYU finally got a win that maybe feels like, you know, because BYU's already dropped one in Provo. So, you know, it's it's hard to feel like, hey, you, you stole one against UCF because UCF may be sort of living up to their billing despite their one win being against maybe the best team in the league. Um, but that, that was the first thing that stood out was just, you know, home teams taking care of business. Uh, I you know it's it's very early to say this, and I'm not even saying this like I'm dancing on their grave right now, but just the uh, the uh, you know how do you think the Texas fans are feeling right now? Um, you know, let's let's say this plays out as just a ho hum season for them, then maybe they miss the tournament. All right, and I'm, again, I'm taking some liberties with that. It's awful early, but uh, they've already dropped a home game, and then they just went and lost to what appears to be a pretty bad, pretty mediocre. West Virginia team, mm-hmm. you know, they went from Beard, you know, who, who, uh, you know, pr- pr- is going to win wherever he goes at whatever level. And, and they went from that situation to the guy who inherited it, did a pretty good job with it, but has never really been a great head coach everywhere he bent went. And, and I remember us talking about it like last March, like, Hey, maybe the best thing for Texas, if we're rooting for, Texas's failure. If if you're that kind of person, all right. Yes. Yeah. I am. Get yeah. March to, down there to go ahead and get to do some winning last year and in, in late March, and they did. And they won enough that they that they chose to keep him, and uh, you know, and here they are. They 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 feel less than impressive. Now, again, it's way too early to say that. I'm dancing on their grave, but uh, I, I would be antsy if I was. If if I was a Longhorn fan at this point, thinking, man, you know, we we were that close to being pretty darn relevant with a new arena and all that, and and now, you know, they've they've misfired badly, and that that you know that they've got losses to Tech at home, so they've dropped the home game, and and then this game at what might be the might be the worst team in the league, and you know they're not. It's not like they've danced through Kansas and K State and Baylor. I mean, you know they're. They're, uh, th- th- this, there's a lot to play out here, but that's ugly, it feels like, right now. Yeah, they're, they were in the you know handful of teams in that group. And Texas Tech, we've already had this conversation about them before they even got into Big 12 play, so they were circled in here as well. But when it got to the West Virginias and the Oklahoma States and the UCFs, felt like you, you need to win those and then have an even or positive record when you're facing, you know, for Tech, like when you're facing a Texas or, or you're facing a Kansas state and, and that kind of group that's in the same area that feels like you could be, uh, you know, a pretty good seed or you could be on the outside looking in and be one of those bubble teams. And so for Texas, here, here's what's interesting. So you drop the home game, which is huge uh, in this league. And then you drop a game to West Virginia, right? And you were dang close to losing to Cincinnati. Who's in that group as well. Uh, you have UCF at home next, right? Right. So all eyes focused on them. If you lose that game, oh yeah, uh, meltdown Free in fall. Austin. Yeah, 
Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. That that's a great point. And uh again, because it's a it's a I mean, you're sitting there thinking, all right, we got two games here against West Virginia UCF. I mean, when you and I talked about this season just at the beginning, you know, as as it sort of shaped up, we're headed into headed into Big Twelve play and you're going, All right, what's the pathway to nine wins? Mm-hmm. Well, really be good to get West uh West Virginia, UCF twice. Oklahoma State, OSU twice. twice. You know, there's five. Really, be really good to get that. Or you could look at it, you know. And so, can we can we count up four more wins? Well, if you if you're playing that game, you've already got two to the good. You, you stole a road game in Austin. You got the K State game. You know, or if you want to do it this way and you want to go, okay, got nine home games. What seven and two, eight and one. Hopefully, there's none. Hopefully, it's nine and zero. Oh, then it takes care of itself. But if it's seven and two at home. Eight and one at home in conference play. Can you go steal a road game? Finish five hundred. Well, we've already done that. Yeah. No. And and beat like, Texas. Like, like don't say you you put your best foot forward lightly because you no. did. I yeah. mean, um, I I would label, and maybe we'll feel differently when we look back. But coming into the season, a Texas, um, certainly Kansas State felt like what we label as swing games. Right. Um, yes. And, you can't drop those at home. And so you. You want to see the unforgiving side of the Big 12. You're about to go through through a pretty tough slate here. But Texas, for the sake of conversation, they're at home against UCF. Yeah. After that, you know who they get? <laughs> they get Baylor at home. They go to Oklahoma, to BYU. Houston goes to them. They go to TCU and then right. Iowa State. And, again, you're, you're going to see this on a lot of schedules with eight teams ranked right, right. now. But still, like That's a gauntlet. Yeah. teams with, with big time, yeah. not just – NCAA tournament aspirations right now, but Big 12 champion aspirations right now and legitimate talent to do that. And so you go into how they started their season, well, it doesn't get any easier. So right. I don't I don't think you're – like we may get to that point, the, the, the nine-game mark for them, for the Longhorns, yeah. and you, you may be uh, still not dancing on their grave, but the music might have started sure. depending on how they respond. Sure. Uh, no, you're exactly right, and and uh, you know, th- and the Red Raiders are facing sort of a four-team gauntlet here with three of these next four on the road, and yeah. the, the one that's at home against this BYU team that's really interesting. Um, uh, you know, finally, finally got a win after dropping a home game to Cincinnati, and what is that Cincinnati team? And they're one and two, but they took Baylor to the wire in in Waco the yeah. other day. I mean, and it just, you know, it, it it's it's the perfect illustration of a really good league. And, you know, somebody's going to finish in last in this league. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, they may not be very good, but somebody, somebody uh, you know, th- th- there's going to be a bottom to this league. And, uh, you know, th- it feels like there's a ton of tournament teams here. Hopefully well, we're one of them. And that's what I was going to say. So, like, to me, it's somebody's going to finish 10th or 11th in this league. Right. And, and – they're, maybe they're be going bubble to be the ones out. be on the outside yeah. looking in, um, looking back at some of those games that, again, you're just 3-0, but it, like the, the ones that you've taken care of are huge. When you put into the uh, either swing or need-to-win category, because not everyone's done that. I mean, there's a reason why you're one of only two that's 3-0 right now. You and Baylor. And, and I would tell you, Clint, at least working through the formula in the way that, again, this is fan stuff. The team's not doing this. The coaches aren't doing this. Um, but, you know, one and three over the next four for us, that's why I'm saying take two and two to the bank. I sure. would 
but one and three, um, you're, you're still you're still ahead. You're still ahead of the you know you're you've still held serve plus, and uh, you know you go go win two of these next four, um, and and you know now now you're even a, a an extra game to the good and uh, you know this this uh, it's a it's a fun fun but challenging stretch coming up. And this time next week the Red Raiders will sort of be sitting in a in an on an open date because you play Saturday against BYU here and you don't play again until the following Saturday in Notre Dame. So, you know, if there was ever a time for a, you know, for a team to rest up, if you will, there'll be a, probably an extra day in there. Yeah. I think that if you were to go one in three conversations, interesting, because much like you're not, all right, you're already in the tournament after three and zero start, go ahead no, and book it. Yeah. You're also not having a meltdown if that were to happen. No, no, no. You're, you're not going, well, fool's gold. They're not who we thought they I were. Mean, I, no I, shot. Yeah. Unless they're all 25 point losses, but I'm with you. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.